You're listening to the N2K Space Network. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. Since 2004, Congress has said the commercial spaceflight industry is still too nascent to impose regulatory measures upon it and is still getting its feet underneath it. That learning period is up for renewal in October, but we haven't had a whole lot of commercial space flights yet, to be honest. But regardless, if that learning period is extended or not, the FAA says it's getting ready for the day that Congress says commercial space flight needs regulation. Today is July 28th, 2023. I'm Maria Varmazes. I'm Alice Carruth, and this is T Minus. The FAA launches Human Spaceflight Rulemaking Committee. U.S. legislators push for space to be recognized as critical infrastructure. Argentina signs the Artemis Accords. And our guest today is Casey Anglada Durad, CEO at New Space Nexus. So stick with us for that. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday, Alice. Let's have a look at our Intel briefing for today. Let's start with the story from the top of the show. The pause on commercial spaceflight regulations has been extended a number of times since Congress first declared the industry's learning period in 2004. In the meantime, commercial spaceflights, not that there have been a ton of them, have leaned on informed consent for their customers. In other words, if you're flying on a commercial spaceflight, you're agreeing and understanding that this is indeed a risky venture. And as we said earlier, the commercial spaceflight learning period is up for renewal in October. And it's been a game of will they, won't they renew for congressional watchers. Will the learning period end? Will the FAA be tasked with sussing out regulations for commercial spaceflight? Will the learning period be renewed for another few years? Will the Titan Ocean submersible incident put pressure on Congress to end the spaceflight learning period perhaps a bit earlier than expected? Well, the FAA is eyeing that October end date for the learning period and saying, 
regardless if the learning period is getting extended or not, let's be ready for the day we need to step in. Yesterday, the FAA announced they formed a rulemaking committee to aid in the development and cost of possible future regulations for commercial human spaceflight occupant safety. This does not mean it's a sure thing that the learning period will expire in October. The FAA's own statement reflects the uncertainty about timing here, and it says this. The committee is expected to gather recommendations from industry and other stakeholders to help the FAA plan, conceive, and implement, when the time is right, a well-informed, thoughtful regulatory regime for commercial human spaceflight occupant safety. So when is the time going to be right? That is the multi-million dollar question, isn't it? We'll have to see what Congress decides in October. And in the meantime, the FAA committee will be working on their recommendations through the year into next summer when they'll submit their recommendations to Congress. I look forward to hearing a little bit more about that in the future. But for now, a bipartisan group of U.S. senators have introduced the Space Infrastructure Act, a bill to direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to designate space systems, services and technology as a sector of critical infrastructure. The legislation is aimed at ensuring that the space industry gets adequate resources and future security protections. Currently, the U.S. works to protect 16 critical sectors of infrastructure – That includes areas like water, communications, and energy. But according to the representatives, there's no singular sector that concentrates on space, causing the space industry to rely on collecting threat and security information from a patchwork of 16 existing sectors. We will continue to closely follow the bill's progress. And now congratulations and welcome to Argentina, which is now the 28th country to sign the Artemis Accords. The Accords are a set of agreements designed to establish a practical set of principles to guide space exploration cooperation among nations, including those participating in NASA's Artemis program. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson attended the signing in Buenos Aires and said, As the United States and Argentina mark two centuries of diplomatic relations this year, we know our partnership over the next century will be deepened by discoveries made together in space. Along with our fellow Artemis Accord signatories, the United States and Argentina are setting a standard for 21st century exploration and use of space. As we explore together, we will explore peacefully, safely, and transparently. Bienvenida, Argentina! And U.S. President Joe Biden hosted Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney at the White House yesterday. The two countries released a joint statement that included a commitment to strengthen space cooperation. Both nations reaffirmed their partnership on space exploration and support for the principles of the Artemis Accords. The statement read that the US and Italy recognise the importance of addressing space threats and welcome innovative new commercial space partnerships, including to advance human spaceflight. Both countries look to encourage further space-related investments and industrial collaboration, including on commercial space stations. And speaking of commercial space stations... NASA says four U.S. companies are making progress on new low-Earth orbit platforms for the space agency to continue its research and technology development after the retirement of the International Space Station. NASA has held system requirements reviews with Axiom, Blue Origin, NanoRacks, and Northrop Grumman. All four companies have shown progress by checking off engineering design and development objectives specific to individual projects. NASA is working closely with the commercial companies to ensure that the U.S. maintains a continuous human presence in low-Earth orbit and provides direct benefits for people on Earth. 
The agency will provide industry with draft requirements and standards for review by the end of this year. We mentioned it yesterday and had our fingers crossed for the completion today, and they have delivered. L3 Harris Technologies has now acquired Aerojet Rocketdyne for a mere 4.7 billion US dollars, forming a fourth business segment of the company. L3 Harris signed a definitive agreement to purchase Aerojet Rocketdyne in December of last year, emphasising its ability to strengthen the defence industrial base, enhance competition, and accelerate innovation for critical merchant supplier of propulsion systems. The Federal Trade Commission gave the green light to complete the acquisition yesterday. The company has also announced that Ross Niebergill will serve as president of the Aerojet Rocketdyne segment at L3 Harris. And as always, you can find links to all of the stories we've covered in today's Intel briefing in our show notes at space.n2k.com. Hey, T-Minus crew, tune in tomorrow for T-Minus Deep Space, our show for extended interviews, special editions, and deep dives with some of the most influential professionals in the space industry. Tomorrow, we have Casey Durad talking about New Space Nexus and their mission to help startups navigate the Valley of Death, otherwise known as the federal procurement process. Check it out while you're mowing the lawn, grocery shopping, folding laundry, or driving your kids to the game. You don't want to miss it. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then, you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills, all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com cyberwire. Our guest for today is Casey Durad. Casey is the CEO at New Space Nexus, which is a nonprofit company dedicating to helping new space companies get to market. I started off asking Casey about the mission of the nonprofit. Okay, well, I have to give a little background about myself to uh, tell you how it came about. I have a long career with the Air Force Research Lab, working on space systems and later uh, partnerships, had a time working with NASA, helping with investment plans between NASA, Navy, uh, NRO. So I had this long uh, career at the latter part, working partnerships with trying to help uh, space industry, space companies be able to navigate and work with the the government systems. So that was sort of my career, but I just saw so many uh, challenges for our companies to understand where the resources are, and especially our New Mexico companies. And so 
hit the early retirement date, jumped out of Air Force Research Lab and decided to tell the story about the possibilities and the opportunity in space. And at the time, when I first, you know, was working within the Air Force, a lot of the space funding came from the government side. But here, the commercial and the private space industry is really thriving for about, you know, the last 10 years. If you take 2010 and earlier, it was mostly just government funding. So this commercial space, this new space was coming coming forward and really expanding. And so the opportunity was there. So we put together, you know, a public-private partnership where we really studied who are all the partners. And we put out a report. It's, it's on our website. It was in 2019 where we really looked at, here's the opportunity New Mexico is positioned to take a leadership role with all the various assets we have here between the Space Force organizations, uh, White Sands Missile Range, NASA, Spaceport America. Our universities all have great resources in that area. So, so we have the we're positioned to lead, and so with that, we came up with some strategy where we really need to put together some kind of council, figure out how to do you know, put a business connector together, a workforce connector, and then also figure out the funding. So with that, we started a nonprofit organization, New Space New Mexico. It started out, that's a corporate name. Uh, Right now we're doing business as New Space Nexus. But so we started it basically to do those three things. We we put together an alliance. Uh, that New Space Alliance has now grown to over 250 space organizations. We put together some the that business connecting. We have our what we call our New Space Igniter program to help companies navigate through through the valley of death. And then we also have some great resources, like we have an open prototyping event workspace called the Launchpad. And the the basics of it all, though, is that we say that we unite and ignite space. So on the unite side, of course, we have our alliance where we bring people together, but we also do some networking events locally. We call it the T5 Third Thirsty Thursday Tech Talks, and everyone comes together. And then we also lead national level forums on the space industrial base. So this is the Unite side, like I said. And I think the key thing about New Space Nexus is that we are here to listen to the companies. We bring them together in many different forums. And we really look at like, what are the challenges, the gaps, the, the issues that need to be solved, and then put together recommendations and who, to, who needs to hear these recommendations and, and um, put some resources to it. So that's the Unite side. The Ignite side is uh, we have a partnership intermediary agreement with the Air Force Research Lab. It basically is a five-year agreement to put together the resources to help the companies ignite, accelerate faster their innovation faster. And so we have this launch pad that is this co-innovation, open prototyping. The companies can come work there. We can have events there. And uh, it's a really cool space. You've got to visit us sometime. It's in Albuquerque near the airport. We also, to ignite, is uh, we set up the... Uh, new Space Igniter program. And that is where 
We have 23 companies in the program and they come in at different levels. We basically help navigate first, you know, do an assessment, help them get their messages clearer, figure out what kind of um, hardware, software experts that they need. And we help navigate them, we say, through the, the Valley of Death. And then the last part of the program is we showcase them. We do what we call show spaces, and we might showcase them to the different funding sources, like investor, our investor network. Um, we have government customers or even other prime contractors that they can partner with. So so those are kind of like our, our two sides of the, of the story. That's amazing because you, you mentioned the value of death and that is a phrase that has come up so many times in this podcast. And to have um, expertise to help guide you through that and not not just that, but before and after. I mean, that's that's an amazing service to be providing. I know you have some great success stories of, of companies that you've shepherded through. Are any any that you can talk about or tell me about a little bit? There's actually a few that are in the works of um, getting some funding support. We have, uh, we just started the, that Igniter program in October and we're tracking, we're at 7.3 million of different contract wins that they've gotten since and because of working with us. So the, that has been really good. And a lot about the Valley, if you think about New Mexico and even um, when Senator Heinrich wanted to do this appropriation, the key part is like help put resources together like the launch pad, but also put together some kind of industry demonstration program that helps them get out of R&D or, you know, beyond R&D because New Mexico is very well known with the different national labs, federal labs that, you know, we have a lot of great R&D, but how do you take these, what we call the concept, so it's in that R&D and make it to get to a product, then get it to sales. And so uh, with that, like uh, some of our companies are RS21, uh, Charles Rat, they've gotten a couple of contracts um, from our help with that, navigating them to the government customers that they could get a win. Oh, analytics, see blue space, Goodman technology. I wasn't ready for this one, but we do have a number of wins. And um, the companies love us because we have this, what we say our secret sauce is our, is our team, our, you know, our New Space Nexus team. We have over 90 years of experience in military, civil, and commercial space. Uh, we have some expertise in strategic sales and product development. And then uh our engagement team is just the best at putting on um, events. Um, so our team has this expertise. And then we have a consulting team that we bring on for like, just, you know, real specific um, needs that can help the companies. And then after that, we have what's called our Igniter Expert Network, which we have over 45 people in it now. And it includes you know, previous commanders of Air Force Research Lab and chief scientists and investors. And so our companies have this wealth of expertise when they come to us that they'll, they'll be able to get what they need. That's, that is an incredible amount of expertise in one place to not have to, to, to try and scrape that together, that it's there already is, is quite amazing. And also I should mention, I, I know you mentioned at the beginning that New Space Nexus is also a nonprofit. So I'm curious, that is quite a different 
tactic, quite a different thing from many organizations that I speak to. I, I imagine that does make you quite unique. Can you talk a little bit about that? One of the key things like I've tried to say is, you know, the companies see us as part of their team and that we can help, you know, get them through these processes. Um, one of our companies has said, you know, working with us has cut a, at least a year off of their development cycle because they get to the needed resources faster. But the reason we wanted to do a nonprofit is we want to be this trusted resource to the space companies. And I, and I think they value us. They know that we're, you know, we're not here to compete with them. We're here to help them. And so that's where it's been beneficial to be a nonprofit. We'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and Zero Trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. And welcome back. India's Chandrayaan-3 spacecraft performed its fifth and final Earth-bound orbit-raising maneuver earlier this week. The spacecraft has now positioned itself for lunar insertion. The very cool news is that some private astronomers spotted the vehicle using the Polish Rotus telescope and captured it on video. In the video, the spacecraft was seen rushing through space. It looks like a warp speed moment from Star Trek. Certainly something out of this world. So we've included a link to the Twitter post in our show notes. Definitely let us know what you think when you take a look at it. We look forward to seeing Chandrayaan-3 reach the moon in early August, and we'll be keeping our fingers crossed for that soft landing. That's it for T-Minus for July 28th, 2023. For additional resources from today's report, check out our show notes at space.in2k.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at space at n2k.com or submit the survey in the show notes. Your feedback ensures that we deliver the information that keeps you a step ahead of the rapidly changing space industry. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like T-Minus are part of the daily routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector. From the Fortune 500 to many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. This episode was produced by Alice Carruth. Mixing by Elliot Peltzman and Trey Hester with original music and sound design by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producer is Brandon Karp. Our chief intelligence officer is Eric Tillman. And I'm Maria Varmazes. Thanks for listening. 
Hey all, Rick here. At N2K CyberWire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey to share your feedback now.